this is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Go Camp Pro. We have created and are dedicated to this podcast because we believe that staff training is one of, if not the most important part of your job as a camp director. Staff training is what prepares your staff to care for their campers, to feel confident in their skills, to do their jobs to the best of their ability, and to learn along the way. A well thought out and intentional staff training will help you in more ways than you can imagine. And we need to help each other bring our very best. We'll get started this morning with some introductions. So Beth, can you start us off, please? I would be happy to. I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro. That's what happens when you try to say both of those at the same time. Um, I was a camp director for 15 years, and now I am a camp consultant. And my true focus is intentional leadership training and helping camps to build solid and supportive community. Rock on. And Gabrielle. Well, my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Camp Waro is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains, and we focus on creating a positive female community for both our campers and our staff. Right on. And I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the Chief Exploration Officer for Ruby Outdoors. That basically just means I'm a freelance camp professional. So I work with camps, especially in the southeast, doing consulting and training and filling in whenever they need some help. And today's topic is transitioning, nope, training staff to transition from frontline to leadership staff. So Beth, can you tell us a little bit more about why we chose this topic today? Absolutely. So one of the things that we want to do as directors is, of course, retain amazing staff and to eventually move uh, a lot of them from counseling positions to supervisory roles or program positions. And having people who return year after year and who are excited about making a difference and leaving their mark is one of the most important parts of our jobs. And of course, we want to be sure that they're prepared and supported along the way. Awesome. So we're going to discuss this question today. How do we best set stuff up, set staff up to make that transition from frontline to leadership team? What training can we provide? Uh, What steps do they need to take? So Beth, will you start us off today? Of course. Um, We're in the people development business, so helping our staff grow and further their camp experience is something we all want to put effort into. I always started by front-loading with my staff how this actually happens. How can you move from a position to a position on program staff or senior staff or resource or leadership, whatever your camp calls it? And these conversations for me happened at the beginning of the summer, at in-service, which was the halfway point uh, for our summer, um, and also at the end of the summer, and again when staff applications went out, and when we called folks to tell them about our hiring decisions. I have done things like a short session during staff training about this very topic, and some of the things that I tried were putting them in small discussion groups and asking staff to come up with ways that they could prepare themselves this summer for roles they may want to hold next year. And we discussed things like seeking out feedback from more experienced staff as the summer went on. 
We talked about not waiting around to be asked to do things, but rather using initiative to fix a problem or improve how things ran in a program area or volunteering for new projects and so on. Um, the staff talked about the idea of never stopping learning. And so we talked about um, how we can teach each other to ask questions or spend time in areas we're not already really skilled in or comfortable with. Um, we also talked to staff about letting us know that they were ready for more responsibility. So teaching them to self-advocate. So they weren't always able to know, we, we weren't always able to know or see what their big passions were and that they needed to share that with us. Um, one year during our in-service, which was halfway through, we put them into small groups and asked them to develop a plan for hiring our staff for next summer. Uh, at, like, How would they promote camp? What would they do to decide um, who got those positions? What criteria would they be looking for? And so on. So the debrief was awesome. And they also then understood how difficult the decisions were that we had to make and how they could help themselves um, to be prepared for these kinds of new challenges. So I would also have um, individual conversations with people at the end of the summer, and I would meet with counselors who had expressed an interest in something or in whom I had seen great potential, but they hadn't necessarily expressed an interest in yet. And we would talk about where we saw them fitting into next summer's plans or where they saw themselves, because sometimes those two were not always the same thing. Um, and we would develop a plan, like share with them where we saw them going in their camp career with us, uh, focusing on their strengths and pointing them out to them, because often they don't see what we see in them. So hearing that really gives them some of that confidence. Uh, I always felt like they needed to hear um, how appreciated they are and how needed and wanted they are at camp. And then we would let them know what they would need to do before next summer in order to have a chance at securing this position. So maybe talk about the exact quals that would be required, maybe soft skills that they personally needed to work on, and being really upfront and honest about those in a kind way, but being really upfront and honest. Um, and if they were truly serious about it, I would ask them to draw up plans for what they envisioned in their future, their goals, their desires. And um, I would meet with them several times throughout the year, whether it was in person at a coffee shop or something or uh, on the phone and hear their new ideas, maybe flesh out some of those plans and answer questions that they might have about moving to a more uh, leadership role. So really for me, it's about staying connected with your staff and helping them to figure out the necessary steps to track their own progress and um, to work for something that they really want. I often found that staff didn't really understand the importance of working their way up to those kinds of responsibilities. Um, for example, I don't know how many times our LITs who had just finished being LITs would apply to be the lit director as their very first job on staff <laughs> because they loved the experience so much and they wanted to give back and ensure that other people had that same kind of experience. So I totally yeah. got that. <laughs> um, but we then had to front load with our LITs at the end of their program, what, what were the reasonable positions that they should apply for and why? Like why they wouldn't be hired to be lit directors their first summer after completing the lit program and why it was important that they put the work in to become leadership team members. So that whole piece is really for me about sort of front loading with them before they get there, before they have those opportunities. Nice. Awesome. What about you, Gabrielle? What would you add to this conversation? 
I, I like to go with the front loading. I remember being told that, and not to me specifically, but to a group of us, um, that um, being in a leadership role uh, is not owed to us, it's earned. And that I think came... I think that came when there was a change over year or they're anticipating a change over year and that there was going to be some new people that were going to be on staff that, that weren't perhaps part of the world family for, for a long time. Uh, I would say for camp directors to role model hiring people that do earn the job and not because is because of seniority that they've been there for a long time, or they just act as if, you know, camp belongs to them. And I think sometimes we get into those traps with our staff members where, we feel that if we don't hire this person, then a lot of other people are going to be upset about it because they're almost very good at campaigning for themselves. And um, so so role modeling the type of people that you're going to be hiring. I think there's other really awesome things that you can do. Everything that Beth said within the front loading aspect, but I think there's other things that we can do where we're being explicit when we're giving some some leadership opportunities. So with our with our section heads, we have a program where at the beginning of the summer, we give certain staff members little roles that um, on that section heads day off that they're responsible for. So they're not responsible for the entire day, but they're responsible for example, um, doing rounds in the morning or they're responsible for giving them out, out mail or leading taps, which is sort of the bedtime sing song that we do be, when the kids are in bed and all the staff are singing different leadership. Uh, different section heads roles and we do that within the first two weeks and many people get a chance not everybody uh, usually not first year staff members just because they're still learning camp themselves and then in uh, once we enter into week three then uh, certain staff members start taking over half days of those section heads uh, days off and then within the fifth week they're taking the full days and people know about this uh, we ask individuals who are interested, but we also push those in individuals, as Beth say, some staff members don't know that they're ready for more leadership and we, we have conversations with them. So having a concrete program and being clear that this is what, what we're trying to do to uh, invite them in seeing what it's like. Um, I've also, we've also done things where there's the behind the scenes when uh, we have leadership team members that are doing lists for duties or schedules and that sort of mega mathematical Excel document that happens behind the scenes. And I love inviting staff members in to work with those people uh, or even selecting days off it can be such a mathematical nightmare if you're a camp that, that doesn't have a, a, a strict schedule where, you know, you have to make sure that one head is not off with the other head and that they're not co-cals and they're, Oh, it's just this, well, I don't do it, but it is, I can see it and I can see it's a mathematical nightmare. I've brought return. I've brought some staff members that are potentially going to be leadership team members that year or maybe or next year, or maybe the, you know, in two years from now um, to, to see what it's like to, to experience sort of the, the, the difficulties of it. And it does, it does two things. One, they see how much care and work that, that happens. And they're also for the rest of the staff, they talk about how complicated it is. And so it also helps uh, with appreciation with the rest of the staff, but it gives them a taste. And I certainly wouldn't show certain staff members that piece if they have no, no interest in organizational, um, that organizational aspects, but for those wonderful geeks that are in there that we know we want on leadership team, I find this gets them hooked. So bringing them in on the nitty gritty 
the computer, the behind the scenes uh, is absolutely, uh, I find essential. And then one of the last things that I would do is, um, is, is, ha is ask staff members that are interested on in being on leadership team and say, you know, I see that you have, you're, you're working towards this. This is what it seems like th that you're doing. I'd like you to, to, in today, I'd like you to come to me and with five staff members, I'd like you to tell me um, what they are doing well and how they are doing that. And I find that for them to look at other staff members and see positive in other staff members and, and um, that they can just describe it, um, then I say, you know, part, big chunk of being a leader is finding out what people do well, but also finding out how did they know how to do that. And it, it creates a really positive conversation and it inspires them in a sense of where a lot of people think that being a boss is coming down hard on people. It's making sure that you're following the rules. Those are all true, but you don't look at that necessarily that positive side. Like we are with, with camp campers. How do we motivate them, inspire them, support them, encourage them? Um, and, and it's a wonderful way to start that conversation. Right on. Awesome. Thanks for all those tips. And, and I would uh, roll off of that a little bit more. Um, in, I think there's a couple critical things to say to your staff during training who are making this transition and, and be it something you're saying to them prior to camp. But honestly, I, I think about some of the smart things that were said to me as I was making this transition. Uh, here are a few that I remember. One is being asked the question, um, what do you think leadership team members do all day? And we had some conversation around that. And then the question was asked, what do you think the staff think that leadership team members do all day? And uh, I am so appreciative of the boss that pointed out, like, they all think that you're just sitting in the office sucking up the AC. And so what are you going to do to keep that from being the perception. And it's things like, yeah, you need to be walking around, but also if there's a staff member who is in the office for some reason, you know, you can't just be goofing off all the time, even though that may be your place of respite or your place to get away. Consider what that perception is for the five minutes that staff members in the office bringing a, a camper in or checking on something. And if they just see you goofing around, they're going to go back and, and tell other folks about that. So really make sure you have a grasp on that perception and, and what image you're putting out there. I also think during staff training, there's two other really critical skills that you need to teach these folks that are making this transition that is going to feel and look a little different from when they were a frontline staff. So one of those is giving feedback. And I'm a big believer in having a camp culture where feedback is something that everybody does and that we all hold each other accountable. Um, we really create this culture of accountability. But, and realize that when you are in a supervisory role, that feedback does take on a little bit different flavor. It holds a little bit different weight. And so even though my peer and my supervisor can say the exact same words to me, that I, as the employee, may take them very differently, even if it's the same words, same tone, same person, but, you know, this week you're my peer and next week you're my supervisor, it will be received a little bit differently. So I think it's something we need to teach staff how to give feedback. If you have ever listened to the Radical Candor podcast, that is the tool that I like to give folks who are in a position where they're going to need to be giving feedback. There's a book that's out there if, if you have readers who they'd rather listen to an audiobook or, or read a book. Uh, but the podcast is awesome. Um, and it's 20-minute episodes or so. They're really consumable, and they are excellent for talking 
talking about how to give feedback very directly, but also in a caring way. And so definitely check out that resource. And that's an awesome resource to pass along to your camp staff. That's not so specifically camp focused, but everything they talk about in that, that show uh, applies directly. And then I think during staff training, if you've given them that tool ahead of time, um, or even if you give that to your leadership team folks as they're coming in for leadership team training, um, then I think you need to assign your leadership team staff the responsibility of giving three pieces of feedback every day, right? every day uh, during staff training so that they can have that practice because that's training for them. That's probably one of the key things they're going to be doing throughout the summer. Yeah, they're going to be planning programs and, you know, being supportive and talking to kids, but really to, to take some of the weight off of your shoulders, they need to be able to give feedback. And when I have been coached on how to give feedback, that's some of the most valuable coaching and mentoring that I've gotten as a rising leadership team member. So take that time to really, really have them learn the skill, learn how to do it, because you can learn how to do it in the words to say, and then have them practice it during staff training and carve out some time for them to debrief with each other and to reflect on how that went so that they can get better at that as the, as the summer progresses. Um, so make sure they are practicing giving feedback. And a little caveat I'll say about that is it's not uncommon when people are first giving feedback that they don't actually say the thing that needs to be said. So that's when I pull out some John Mayer and I'm like, say what you need to say, right? Like we need to make sure we're doing that because we get really uncomfortable about people's feelings and we don't tell them that something is actually wrong or that they could do better. Um, and, you know, we walk away and we're like, good, good talk, good talk. And the person's like, I don't even know what, I think I'm doing an okay job. And they don't understand that they need to do their work differently. Uh, the other Another thing that I would really, really encourage you to consider teaching to your staff during staff training who are making this transition from frontline to leadership is to document. Because yes, we want all of our staff to document, but um, HR and um, the responsibilities that come as a boss are a little different from the responsibilities that when you are caring for a customer. And so teaching staff how to document, what to document, that they should have a notepad in their pocket at all times. Uh, and any conversation, any coaching, uh, any feedback that's provided, just jotting down some little notes about it in case you need it later, uh, getting them in that habit. And I would say of the best folks that I've had work for me, they are the folks who have been really good at documenting, taking notes, being able to report back, uh, and have specific report backs that they can give. So teach them to do feedback, teach them to document, um, and then teach them not to just suck up the AC during the summer in the office. Those are my first few tips. Beth, what else would you add for this conversation? In a, taking a bit of a different direction, if you are getting your staff prepared to go into these leadership roles, Get them to go to conferences, uh, regional ones, organizational ones, ones outside of camp, but maybe have direct bearing on the staff members' passions um, and, of course, what they would be doing at camp. So there could be conferences uh, that deal with outdoor education or child development or leadership summits, any of those kinds of things. 
ask them to research professional development opportunities and then see how you can support them in these. Whether it's financially, maybe your camp is able to give them all of the money, maybe it's half, um, but how you can support them. Maybe you're supporting them by debriefing the experiences with them after they come back from these uh, professional developments, those kinds of ways. I also think that you can provide opportunities throughout the summer to let your frontline staff try new responsibilities. So Gab touched on this a little bit for sure, but get them involved in planning a program for the entire camp or ask them to help prepare a trip to go out or have them lead songs and campfire, whatever their interests lie for the future. Let them practice this summer. And then of course you want to debrief afterwards about how they felt it went and what they could do differently next time if they would do something differently. If we didn't have a full camp, um, which was occasionally, thankfully not too often, but when we did, I would ask senior counselors who had a desire to move to program positions in the future and who had displayed potential to serve um, to serve that session as an assistant in the area that they were interested in. So this allowed them to practice with direct supervision of the current program staff member. And I found it a great way to also let counselors have a peek inside what really goes into those leadership roles and how hard that work is. And both uh, Gab and Ruby have touched on that too. Um, another idea is to help them find a mentor at camp during the summer. So somebody that they admire for the right reasons, um, somebody who has the skills maybe that they need to work on, somebody who would be willing to connect with them a few times during the summer to sit down with them and share advice or wisdom, help them figure out what they need to do to fill a role like the one their mentor currently has. I would also encourage my summer staff each year to find a full-time mentor who maybe not necessarily on camp staff, but somebody who could meet with them throughout the year and help them to objectively talk about their plans for the future. It was always uh, a really positive experience. And I think teaching them to advocate for themselves and their dreams and their passions is a really important skill. One year during training, we did a session on self-advocacy and um, discussed putting themselves out there for new opportunities and responsibilities as part of that session. Um, so it's an interesting thing to try. We did have a little bit of negative stuff happened out of that in that everybody was advocating that they should have more time off and um, you know they were working too hard and all those kinds of things but once we sort of worked that out um, it worked a little bit better but keep those lines of communication open and it sets up supports for your staff um, not only through the summer but throughout the year so remember that um, those supports don't always have to be you. It could be another leadership team member. It could be a board member. It could be alumni. But intentionally creating a network of people who will help develop your current and future staff benefits everybody, including the mentors. So I try to sort of set them up with people they can go to um, for advice and people who can give them an outside perspective from some of the stuff that you can teach them. Awesome. Gabrielle, what else do you have? Um, I would say set expectations for returning staff members before they come to staff training. Let them know that staff training isn't, is no longer the same type of staff training that you expected from them when they were 17 years old, that they're going, that we expect them to do role modeling. And I would lay out in what specific places you'd like them to role model. Um, I would use staff training as a wonderful training ground. Um, get them to lead group discussions, have them lead an activity, have them lead uh, table talks during meal times. 
um, you know, 15 minute sessions. I would uh, look at all of your staff training and see when do we need, uh, you know, mini workshops that need to be done early in the morning or fun staff activities in the evening. Let them know that these are opportunities for them. This is how they're going to keep growing as staff members. Explain it to them in the way that um, as campers grow uh, and have their type of learning opportunities, there's a, the CIT and leadership um, LIT programs for CITs. They're not fully in charge, but they're able to assist. And that this is sort of like a CIT program, but it's more of a leadership team program where they assist during, during staff training. Bring them, show them the behind the scenes of your staff training. Show them that all these sessions that we do is not because your camp just wants to do them, that it's done by law. Um, show them all the sessions that need to be done for your camp because of the specialty of your camp. Um, let them know that there's a bigger world out there than just your organization, as Beth met, mentioned with conferences. And I would probably create an Excel document and, and start small and say, I want to give all third year, or all second year staff members an opportunity to do this amount of leadership during staff training and all fourth year, this amount of leadership during staff training uh, so that you're keeping track and so that you can also show them that that's what you're trying to do. Um, and if, you know, these are big ideas, but I think it's, it's helpful for, for camps to start creating a curriculum so that staff members can have ownership and um, over their own learning and where they want to take it next. So that those fourth year staff members, if they're not pushing themselves, you can have those tough conversations. Are you really here for the right reason? And for those second year staff members that are pushing themselves, saying, you know, if you keep doing this, we can op we might be able to have a spot for you on leadership uh, within the next year. Um, so set yourself up so that so that you can show and prove to your staff members uh, that what they are doing it really pays off and that they do have what it takes to to take the next step. Nice. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit because one of the things that I thought of in, in thinking through this topic was I experienced a leadership gap. That is, um, we, I worked at a YMCA camp that had a, a day camp that did really well, and then we opened a residential program or an overnight program, and that meant that there were all these new administrative positions, but we were largely pulling on a, a field of or a crew of of day camp staff, that's what they had committed to in the job that they wanted to come fill a lot of these leadership roles. And that was actually my first summer. That was the summer I stepped into being a leadership team member. And I was one of those people who had had uh, a head counselor who had been there for four years and was so fantastic my first summer that I was like, in my mind, I learned, okay, I think to be a great head counselor, you need to work for four years. <laughs> so that, that was when I made that transition was four years later. And that kind of was the time that it, it worked well as far as the other staff too. Um, but we had more leadership positions than there were people to fill them. And I would assume that there are some people listening to this episode who may find themselves in that spot. So what do you do? Like you have to have some of these warm bodies and how do you train somebody up who, um, is, is in your crew or, or maybe not. So my co-head counselor that summer, I can say like pretty frankly was someone that when people, when I told people, yeah, my, my co-head counselor is so-and-so, they were like, really? 
him, right? And and that's kind of a scary place to be for everyone, right? Like the people who that person is leading are nervous of, about, is this person going to take care of me? Are they going to be capable? Um, that person obviously doesn't feel great. I was nervous about it in a lot of ways. And so I think about, you know, how we got through that summer. I'll tell you that um, truthfully, when I found out that was going to be my co-head counselor, I, I was disappointed. Like I wasn't, I didn't think this person was going to do a very good job. Didn't think he was mature enough for the position. Uh, I just saw a lot of, of things that could go very wrong. Um, but I put that stuff aside and, and worked with him and got to know him as a person and really came to appreciate his leadership. And did he mess up and do things not great sometimes? Absolutely. But we all do. Um, and what I appreciated is that he was very genuine and honest with me. And I felt like we had a really good rapport. So I think if you find yourself in a place where you have someone who's not, maybe not fantastic, or you're not really sure they're going to rise to the occasion, but you got to put them there anyway, do try to put a great team around them. Um, whether that's their one, you know, co-leader or just somebody who can walk alongside them and um, not necessarily hold their hand, but even just be a friend and can advocate and support their leadership, be that first follower um, and, and help them grow. And I think that that's certainly a piece that I look back on the summer and that summer was a hard, hard summer in a lot of ways. Uh, but that is one of my favorite things about that summer is just the friendship and professional working relationship that I ended up having with this person who, again, going into the summer, I was like, I don't even know that I want to work with this person. Um, I think also, I think about the person I specifically worked with. He was a hard, hard worker and passionate and there for all the right reasons. And that goes far, but it, that doesn't go far enough. And, uh, you know, you can't teach that. You can't teach that passion and that desire to do really well. And also, just because someone's passionate doesn't mean that they are going to be a leader that other people really look up to. And so yeah. what additional training can you offer to that person? What coaching can you provide? And again, we live in a world now where there's podcasts and there's videos and there's lots of free trainings and stuff, resources that are out there uh, that don't even really cost anything that can offer some great guidance on how to be a great boss. Um, and that may be at conferences that I mean, I know I've even done webinars with GoCamp Pro that are free that are out there that are designed for like, hey, you're stepping into a boss position, like take this and run with it. Here's some skills you need. So recognize that as passionate and well-intentioned as they may be, um, that's not going to be enough. So give them a good team, give them some skills. And, and we've talked about a lot of what those skills might look like and, and how that training might look. Any thoughts from the two of you about anything else you want to add? I, I think for me, it's just, it, it's, it's, you know, Beth said it at the beginning, but just to reiterate, it's just letting them know that you have a plan for them and that you see them in the future, you know, being on the team, leading the staff. And, and I don't, I don't hold back those conversations. I mean, I'm plotting leadership team member when they're 12 years old, I'm looking at them and I'm like, Oh, this person and this person. And yep. I joke with <laughs> joke with my leadership team that we have a black book and the black book contains the names of, you know, our future leadership team um, that we spotted as campers. But, you know, when they're 17, 18 years old, I'm, I'm pretty close. I'm, I'm having that conversation with those staff members. And if they're not on that path, I'm having that conversation with those staff members. 
um, asking them what's going on. And my goal is to, is to prepare all of our staff members to be on leadership. I don't want those few. And I think our job as camp directors is, is that if you do have a great lot of staff members and they can't all be there, how can, how can they grow within the positions that are not necessarily on leadership team, but are within your staff? Um, how can you expand their opportunities? And our campers stay with us because they're challenged. Our young staff members stick with us because they're challenged. So how do we keep that challenge going in that little gap year before uh, leadership team where they, where they are strong, they are solid. And I think to your point, Ruby, with, um, with the, when you're, when you, you have a, a much larger gap year and you're trying to bring people in again, it's talking to those staff members that are there and saying like, listen, we, this is where we're at. We have to bring other people in. They're going to struggle. And I need you because I see you in a couple of years, you know, doing this and just bring those people into your circle. So they, they just know what's going on and they can help support you. I also think that we can't be afraid to let our staff know that they can also get more perspective, more experience, more training somewhere else for a year. Right. And totally. to let them go and encourage them to work at another camp, um, to have those kinds of experiences. I think sometimes we get so paranoid that we won't have enough leadership team people and we don't want to give really great people away, but it's a great way for them to see the bigger world, to see other ways to do things uh, or to cement in them the way that we do things is the way they want to do things uh, or to bring back new things to us and also to to sort of broaden their horizons and further um, sort of strengthen their foundation of leadership. So I think we can't be afraid to say, you know, there are great leadership opportunities out there and I'm, I can help you find a great camp that uh, I really believe in and I trust the staff and the director and the mission and the purpose and I will support you in going there and then you come back to us the year after. It's risky, but it can be worth it. So worth it. Um, and, and I've seen that too, even with staff members who have been fired from their camp job and told, take some time away and, but I'm willing to talk to you about coming back to camp. And uh, as a staff member, seeing that happening with co-staff, it was like, oh my gosh, this is a terrible idea. But then seeing sometimes those folks come back and are really become standouts and become great teachers in one case that I'm thinking of. So um, that's important as well. Um, so I, the other thing that I, I, that you all sparked for me was this idea that I think camp directors are really good um, maybe too good, maybe it's our Achilles heel of seeing the, the potential in folks. And, and I, I know that I personally will make decisions based on the potential that I see in someone, not necessarily who that person is. And so just to be mindful of that tendency that we have. Um, doesn't mean you have to change a whole lot, but just sometimes I need to check myself on, am I making decisions based on who this person is or who I think this person's going to be? And sometimes those are mismatched and the gap is so wide that it's not going to be something we're going to, we're going to uh, bridge in the summer. Awesome. All right. Well, here we are at that point in the show. Uh, when Gabs gets to recap, 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 recap. All right. So um, 
really what we're talking about is providing opportunity for our our staff members, our little seeds, our budding seedlings, our flowers. We love them. We want them to take over. We're not going to be around forever, though there are some camp directors that do feel they're going to be around forever. You're not. It's the cycle of life. You need to leave room for the young. So how do we do this? We need to talk to them. Got to front load them. Tell them our plan saying, hey, you're going to be amazing and I want to help you get there. So front load. Uh, teach them about self-advocacy. Uh, Make sure you have individual conversations. Tell them they're not owned. They, they tell them that they don't uh, owe, this position is not owed to them, but they have to earn it. Also, make sure that they maybe have other mentors that they can talk to and talk to other leadership team members that have had this opportunity. Speaking of opportunities, let's provide leadership opportunities. You can do that during staff training in uh, leading group discussions, uh, activities, staff motivation evenings, games, maybe a program during the summer. Give them the opportunities. Don't let them sit in one of the sessions that they've heard a million times before. Get them to work and then praise them for that, that work that they did afterwards. Also train them, give them extra training. Say camp is not just us, this little seedling in the middle of nowhere. There's a whole network, not just in our country, but in the entire world. They can go to conferences, take online uh, training opportunities. They can listen to podcasts. There's a podcast that Ruby mentioned. I don't remember it. So you'll have to check our show notes or go back to the point where she sings. Um, and also know that sometimes we do have big gaps in our leadership. And that's not a reflection on you. That's just what happens sometimes in our organizations. Bring your staff members into the circle. Let them know what your plan is. Let them know that you know it's tough. Empathize with them. They will empathize with you. The whole goal is that we're in it together and you have their back and you want to see them do well and grow and just let them know that that's what you're planning on doing. Nice. Always so impressive. Thanks, Gavs. Anytime. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we would love to invite you to get involved with our show. You can join us using the hashtag camp code on social media and tell us what topics you'd like for us to discuss, any guests that you'd recommend we talk to, uh, any great leadership training tips that you want to share. We'd love to hear from you because we're all about sharing in this industry. Also, if you have found this podcast to be useful, please leave us a rating and review uh, in whatever app you listen to this podcast in. If you want to do that in iTunes, you can go to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes, or you can tweet your love of the show by going to camphacker.tv slash camp code love. Your feedback helps keep the show going and helps it find new listeners. So thanks for doing that. We want to make sure you know how to get in touch with us. So Beth, tell us where folks can find you. Our website is gocamp.pro. You can email me directly at beth at gocamp.pro. And I'm on Instagram at topaz underscore Faye. Nice. And Gabs? You can check out where I work at waro.com, O-U-A-R-E-A-U. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Gabrielle Rail. And Rail has two L's. And you can follow me on Instagram at Ruby Outdoors. You can also send me an email, ruby at rubyoutdoors.com. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at rubylin85. Our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training tips. But before we get to that, Beth is going to tell us about what our next podcast is going to be. We're going to be discussing Me Too at Camp. It's true, we will. All right, so uh, always at the end of our podcast, we do a best practice, and we'd love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And this week, Gabrielle has our best practice. 
And this best practice comes directly from me mother, Jackie Rail. Um, uh, I remember a session. It was a beautiful, beautiful day. And um, Jackie said it is imperative that you bring your imperméable, which is a raincoat, to the following session. And so we all did. We brought our raincoats, which was weird because it was a beautiful day. And uh, she had us all put on our raincoats. And she started talking about um, uh, our programs that our programs on rainy days need to be better than the programs on our sunny days. And then she asked us to all unzip a pocket in our, in our uh, raincoat and she put a treat, a little nicely wrapped. And I think it was some sort of um, was lifesaver, mint flavored lifesaver, lifesavers. And she said, this is for your following rainy day. Now I do have to emphasize, we don't really have issues with animals at our camp. Um, so we were able to keep these treats in our, in our raincoats. But I do remember a very rainy day. It was actually two or three rainy days. And I had my raincoat on and I put my hand in my pocket and then there was the lifesaver. And I was able to share it with all of my campers. Um, and it was, and lifesavers, as I'm saying, it does not sound like an amazing treat, but I will always remember that mint flavored lifesaver. And if you can provide your staff members with a treat on those rainy days or let them know that those rainy days are going to happen and put something in their pocket with consent. Um, I find that th this was something that was so wonderful and memorable, but what I took away from it was that this is going to happen and we can prepare for it. Um, and uh, there are just these little touches of kindness really, really um, will, will, go a long way. So rainy, rainy, raincoat treats are, is my best uh, practice for our podcast today. That's awesome. I've never heard that before. It's so great. I love it. I love it. Such yeah. a good idea. <laughs> awesome. Well, stay tuned for our next episode and from all of us here at Camp Code. Thanks for the listening friends. Please remember no other industry shares their best practices the way that summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a GoCamp Pro podcast, please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Thanks for listening, friends.